Welcome to our first listener request episode of Movies You Should Love. Uh, we are Movies You Should Love at MoviesYouShouldLove.com. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Movies You Should. Um, and people who have already found us online have started sending us requests because uh, here at Movies You Should Love, we have been trying to go through the AFI Top 100 discussing some of America's classic films, debating them, analyzing them. And some people have said, hey, what about this movie? I know it's on AFI Top 100, but what did you think about that movie? You know, this movie is a big deal to me. And so we thought we'd record some of these slightly shorter episodes where we discuss some of these uh, maybe more modern films. Um, due to how many we've already received and how busy we both are, and we're trying to also watch the FI Top 100, probably only one of us will watch uh, some of these movies. Some of these movies, uh, some of the requests we've already gotten, uh, we might double up on because they look too interesting for only one of us to weigh in on. Um, but this first one is one that I watched. It's called uh, Perfect Blue. It's a it's an anime film that Nick Young uh, requested that we take a look at. Um, I had never seen this movie. I only knew about it tangentially through my fandom of Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky, who directed Requiem for a Dream and Black Swan and The Fountain, he bought the rights to remake this movie. If they ever make a live-action version of this, he has the rights to it because there are a couple of scenes in this movie that he wanted to use in Requiem for a Dream. So he bought the rights to this, and that's all I knew about this movie. And, yeah, and I was going to say... Uh I'm also here. I haven't seen it, but I will try to chime in with any interesting things that I can. And uh, and that's about all I've known about this movie as well. So I'm really curious to okay. see what you're going to say from here. This is, uh, in short, it's a really good film. It's a really solid film. Um, that is, it's essentially, the movie is about this pop star um, who wants to segue out of her career as a singer into being a, a more serious actress. Um, she's had small parts in television shows and movies, um, but everybody kind of sees her as this cute little young girl who does cute little young things, and she wants to be taken seriously now. Um, so she's kind of like Jim in the Holograms. Yeah, you know, or you know, if, if, if you think about someone, <laughs> if you think about somebody like Lindsay Lohan or Britney Spears yeah. or Jennifer Lopez, these people who have this very strong career over here who want to come over over here into into acting. Um, she feels she feels definitely inspired by some of those characters, even though I know she this movie predates some of those people's careers. Um, anyway, what ends up happening to her is that she and, and she feels like in order to be taken seriously, she needs to take on much more serious roles, and so she starts taking on stuff that's a little bit darker, and soon that leads to uh, darker leads to gritty, which leads to sexual, and so she kind of finds herself continually compromising herself and her beliefs um, so that she will be perceived as a serious actress. Um, this is a movie that could totally work as a live-action film. I'm glad it's not a live-action film because there's a couple sequences in it that are really disturbing, um, animated, and they would only be more disturbing, I think, if uh, you actually saw an actress going through some of the things that she has to go through. Um at some point in the film, she be starts becoming haunted by her younger self. Like, like, she's there as this actress, and then all of a sudden she'll turn around, and she'll see who she was as the pop star going, and the pop star version of her is going, like, why are you doing this? This isn't you. Who are you? What are you doing? And so that persona, or that earlier version of herself, haunts her through her career as she takes on darker, more disturbing, more sexual roles, starts posing for magazines. There's this... this 
specter of, the, of her past continues to kind of remind her of who she was and what she had and who she really still is deep down. So, I mean, it's very weighty stuff for an animated film. Um, and then there, it gets a little weird. There's like a stalker character who kind of shows up, who's kind of taking over her life online. It's like, this seems like in the early days, I think this came out like in the early days of the internet because there's some scenes in it that um, explore websites and internet uh, situations that I don't think would be handled in the same way today. But in a lot of ways, it's still very relevant and still very realistic. Um, but basically, there's this stalker character who follows her places and then posts online as if he is her. And so it gets kind of weird. And it ends in a kind of a climactic kind of chase through, I think it's downtown Tokyo. And it's it's very it's very good. Um, if you are somebody who is interested in anime, but you're kind of, you're kind of resistant because there's so much anime out there. Anime is not a genre. It is just a style. It's Japanese animation, and there's so many different types. You can get into sci-fi. You can get into fantasy. You can get into really children's stuff. You can get there's anime porn. There's um, all sorts of things. And so, but this is a great segue movie. If you like a good thriller, this would be a good movie to kind of test the waters of anime for you because it is so grounded in what a typical live-action drama or thriller would be. Um, mm-hmm. As an additional comparison, it is remarkably similar to Black Swan, if you've seen that. Um, some of the things that the character goes through, and there are there's scenes, and you can even look it up online, people have posted um, comparisons of the two films, showing how shot for shot, how certain scenes are the same, how things like the main character in uh, Black Swan is a girl named Nina, in uh, Perfect Blue it's a girl named Mima. It's like he just switched the letters. Um, there's some very uh, stark similarities. Darren Aronofsky has kind of gone on record saying, no, no, Black Swan is just, you know, uh, Swan Lake being adapted into film. I, I did not take, you know, Perfect Blue and turn it into a ballet movie. Um, but it is very similar. So if you liked Black Swan or if you like that kind of movie, that's a very psychological thriller this would be a, uh, this this seems like a natural progression like check this movie out too you'll definitely enjoy it um there is there are it, it's definitely a rated r film that has some there's some very disturbing sequences in it um scenes like just just to tell you what it is there's uh, there's a her character that the character the actress is playing uh is plays a stripper who ends up being uh sexually assaulted on stage and it's shown in the movie and you know there's animated nudity um but it's on set so it's like even in the film you're watching something where it's not supposed to be real but it's done in such a way that it it does kind of sicken you it does kind of disturb you um and that's something that i'm personally kind of sensitive to i don't like um movies i know I, i tend to get turned off very quickly when there's a sexual assault when someone is raped and I, I found myself being slightly turned off halfway through this film when that started happening. Um, that being said, it's not really happening. The character doesn't go through that, yet the character has a hard time discerning what is her real life and what is just a fantasy. And there comes a point in the movie where even the way they're telling you the story, you can't tell what's the fantasy, what's the character she's playing, what's real, what she actually is experiencing due to the way they edit it, which is actually really phenomenal. And so when you when the movie ends, you are left with a lot to discuss, should you have somebody to discuss the movie with. Um, 
you know, which parts of those were real? Did she really kill that guy? Did that guy really attack her? Did that really happen to her in that alley? Did she go over there? Or was that the character she was playing? Because the character she's playing ends up being somebody who is almost identical to who she is because the character she's playing is an actress playing a character. And you're like, get it. you kind of end up disappearing down this rabbit hole. Um, and by the end of it, um, it ends up being a very affecting movie that um, I can see why a lot of people like it. I can see why Nick Young recommended it to me because um, this is definitely the kind of movie I would like. And it's the kind of movie, if they made it, it would be Black Swan. And, you know, the main actress would probably get a lot of acclaim for being so honest and um, vulnerable. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's uh, like I've already said it. You know, I would, I would recommend this. Um, if you like a good thriller, if you like anime and you haven't seen it, um, you should check it out. If you have never seen anime and you've been kind of thinking about it because people keep talking about it, um, this could be a good first step. If especially if you're cool with a good rated R psychological thriller. So yeah, Perfect Blue. I found it. Um, actually, Nick let me borrow it because I work with him. But I know you can find it on Netflix and other places as well. Um, it is easy to find. It's not a uh, it's not one of those movies you're going to have to hunt down. Yeah. Well, I'm convinced. I will have to <laughs> add it to my Netflix queue. <laughs> it's 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 good. You know, it, I, I was actually kind of surprised. I there, I only have ever watched a handful of anime. The ha- anime I have watched, I have tend to really enjoy. But that being said, there is sometimes a wall there between the kind of movies and television entertainment I like and what anime gives me. It is it can be such a unique and different experience. The Eastern versus the Western styles of storytelling. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Uh, I don't know what our next movie will be for our listener um, request episode. I know we have probably five or six lined up that we are going to record after we watch the movies and we sit down and discuss them. Uh, Yeah. Keep uh, tuning in. Uh, I don't know when this is going to drop. It'll come in between two episodes, I'm sure. Uh, Find us at moviesyoushouldlove.com. Find us on Facebook at Movies You Should Love. Yeah, and send us send, oh yes Twitter Twitter yes. at Movies You Should and again I'm Scott Fogg and I am at Scottish Fogg on Twitter and as Lauren was about to say send us your requests you know if you look at the AFI Top 100 and you realize we're never going to talk about your favorite movie uh, send it to us we love watching movies and we will gladly take time to uh, check your movie out that being said we also do reserve the right to say uh, thanks for that <laughs> yeah exactly so um, you know and if you specifically want one of us to look at it or you know make sure you let us know that kind of thing um, yeah. but yeah we're really excited to be to be uh looking at stuff that our fans want us to be looking at so absolutely let us know join in the conversation there'll be like a, a, for each of these uh, podcasts we always put up a page and i have some links already up there ready for you to check out of uh things comparisons between this and black swan as well as just you know links to the trailer for this movie so you can kind of get a sense of what the movie's about very cool all right we'll see you next time see you later You've been listening to the Movies You Should Love podcast. Join in the conversation at moviesyoushouldlove.com.